Welcome to the Crimson Flow Ministry Podcast, episode number 32. Hello, I'm Charles Caps. In addition to listening to us from your favorite podcast app, we invite you to visit our website at Charles Caps Crimson Flow Ministries.net. All one word, all in lowercase letters. And we look to Proverbs 23 and 23 for uh, a, a little tone on what we're to do uh, with the Word of God. Amen. Proverbs 23 and 23 instructs us to buy the truth and sell it not. And so th- there's a, a great wisdom right there. When you find truth, you got to hold on to it. When you buy that truth through effort, amen, through through trial, uh, when you get that truth, you never let it go. You cannot walk backwards on truth. Although, Many people try, and it, it's so hard on them, and it's just impossible to walk on backwards on it, even though you might try for a season. When you get this truth of the words of, uh, of the scriptures of, of our Father, uh, Yehovah, you, you, you buy it, and you don't sell it. And then we're also instructed to buy and not sell wisdom and instruction and understanding. Amen. Buy the truth and sell it not. Also wisdom, excuse me, yes, also wisdom and instruction and understanding. And we're going to try to do some of that as we move to the message. I'd like to read uh, Romans 10 and 2. And, you know, and, and, and you might say, well, you know, uh, Charles Capps, you're cherry plucking a, a verse of scripture on this uh, podcast. And, you know, I might be somewhat, but... I'm looking at only the message in this one scripture. In Romans 10 and 2, it says, For I bear them record, talking about Israel, of course, I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Now look, folks, this zeal of God has gotten a lot of folks throughout all of the centuries, you know. There were those in the book of Acts that said, you got to circumcise or you can't be saved. There were those that said, you got to be washed in the blood of Jesus uh, or you don't have uh, salvation because that's the only way you can be saved. I mean, there's there's all kinds of people with zeal. There's denominations that says, if you're not baptized with us, you're not saved. <laughs> Excuse me? Where were you when... The disciples were baptized. Amen. Where were you when all of this was happening? You weren't even thought of. And yet, you think that because for whatever reason that, you know, it, your denomination has got all the truth and you got to be baptized with you or you're not going to go to heaven. Well, folks, I got news for you. Baptism, baptism doesn't save you. It's required as an ordinance to show that you're a follower of Yeshua HaMashiach. It doesn't wash your sins away. Only the blood of Yeshua can do that. Amen. Only the blood of Yeshua can wash away our sins. It's not the baptism that does it, although there's many people who think it does. They have zeal, but not according to knowledge. Amen. And there's so many other other things, okay? So let me let me let me uh say that if I had a um a title for this podcast, I would say it would be that uh, for until I fail, for until I fail. You see, many folks believe, you know, 
only Yeshua was perfect, and that's true. And many people say, you know, I'm just a poor little old sinner saved by grace. Yeah, I mean, at what point do you quit sinning? At what point do you quit saying, I can't be holy? Only, you know, even though the scriptures tells me, be ye holy, for I am holy. At what point do you quit saying, I can't be holy? Amen? You might fail, and you might, uh, you might, not be holy, uh, but you have to strive anyway. You're not released from your commandment to strive for it, even though you find yourself failing. But that's not the kind of failing that I want to do here today on this message. Now, look, many people use this stuff to prove that you can't attain anything, that you will fail, that you're, you can't walk in holiness, that you can't walk in perfection, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm looking at the zeal, amen, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Now look, I mean, this rapture theory that Mary MacDonald come up with, uh, amen, that uh, uh, was picked up and preached around 1830, that's a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge, because there's no rapture. And there's no, there's no nothing. And where were they with this rapture when the disciples were preaching? Where'd they get this from? Not from good doctrine. Amen. And now look, I know that most of the church world believes in the rapture. And, and, and I love you all, but I just got to say, you have a zeal, but not according to knowledge. If you want the knowledge, you've got to get into the Word of God. You can't take the words of your denomination. You can't take the words of Darby. Amen. You can't take the words of Schofield and others. You just can't take their words. You have to dig it out from the scripture. You can't take my word. You can't take uh, anyone's word. You're responsible for your own salvation with fear and trembling, not what Charles Caps tells you. Amen? You just can't take my word for it. Are your denominations, are your Sunday school teaching, are uh, any of the uh, denominational works that have come into being in the last two or three centuries, they're not going to get you to heaven. Oh, and newsflash, we have a lot of access to heaven through our Father, and there are things reserved in heaven for us, but I'm sorry, we ain't going to be there. We're going to be sleeping in the grave until Yeshua comes back where? Not in the air. He's not going to call us up to some secret meeting for seven years as the marriage. Of, no, that's not going to happen. He's going to stand one foot up on the, the, the Mount of Olives, amen, on, and another on the other side, and he's going to call us, and we're going to greet him. We're going to meet with him in the air, in the clouds, amen, and that's, that's the only second coming there is. There's not two second comings, and so we sleep in the grave until we're called by the trumpet, hallelujah, to that meeting. Now, and uh, so, for until I feel, fail, goes like this. People have this zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. And, and they're walking in this um, 
uh, well, it's, it's not knowledge. What would be the opposite of knowledge? Maybe it's ignorance. Doesn't mean they're ignorant, they just don't know. Amen or, or stupid, it means they don't know. But they're walking in ignorance, having this zeal of God. And so if they're walking in ignorance, the things they're walking in will not prosper. It will not come to pass. In other words, they may, they may be young, and they may be, you know, many of them are young, and, and they may be all full of fire. They might be just, uh, uh, I mean, just, just can't even sit still. They got to shake and quiver and move around and, and hop and jump. And I'm going to bless God. I'm going to serve God, and I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to preach it till I... Uh, Till the cows come home from the pasture, you know, but they don't because they run out of steam when they realize they, they haven't done this thing right. Amen. For that's far until I fell. I'm going to serve God with all my heart, all my soul, everything that of God, because, uh, uh, wait a minute. I'm not doing that for until I fell. I, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, uh, write books, uh, and, and then that, Unction is not there until I fail. You see, I'm going to be a TV uh, preacher, and yet it, it's a whole lot harder to be a TV preacher than you might think, even though all of them that, you know, that are on there seems to be making billions and millions. You know, uh, But then again, you're, you're not able to get to that point, and you say, until I fail. Amen. Now, look, so... It's not until we fail, it's because of ignorance that we fail. We, we have to have this zeal of God according to what? According to knowledge. Amen? Now, here, here's, here's what we, uh, you know, when I was young, my heart's desire was to minister. My heart's desire was to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? My heart's desire was to uh evangelize because you know back in them days that's that's you know we were taught to evangelize you know and and um i was with an organization i was with an organization that uh uh they had uh they had many young evangelists and and i was um uh, i came in under a preacher who um you know he 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 promoted people into the ministry and um and, you know, it's one of my boys. And he would call up a preacher friend of his and say, hey, I want you to give my boy Charles Caps a try. And so this would be booked. It was between them two. And then I would show up at the appropriate time and try to preach a revival. Amen. And having, um, having no real understanding, no knowledge of the scriptures, uh, there I was. Did I pray? Yes, I prayed. Did I have a zeal? Yes, I did. Did I know what I was doing? Not in the foggiest. Although I thought I knew because I'd been instructed pretty good. and But I'd been instructed in ignorance, not knowledge. Amen. So, went around and, and uh, we we preached revivals and we did the things here and there. And we struggled. We struggled. I was not one that had it... Um, uh, I didn't have the Cadillac and the big money and, and all of that. You know, I had just a, I had an old Oldsmobile 88 with tires that were bald and, and, um, uh, I carried two spares because I was always afraid of having just one flat. Amen. And, uh, so we'd go and very hard at it. Uh, 
but it it didn't really amount to a whole lot. But I was, you know, I was an ordained preacher in this denomination, and I was an evangelist. I was a preacher. Then I became a pastor, but I was not qualified to be a pastor. How did how does somebody who is as young as I was in those days in my um, I guess you would say my early twenties. How was I uh, pastoring a church, a, a flock of God's people, and I didn't know the first thing about living? I didn't have any life stories. I didn't have any life experiences. I didn't have anything. And so I talked to some of the elder preachers, and they're like, well, tell my stories until you get your own. Well, you know, their stories weren't my stories, and I couldn't speak from the the perspective that they had on it. Amen. But my desire was to do these things. My desire was to preach. My desire was to, to pastor, you know. And um, so when I find out that according to the Bible, uh, the priest, uh, Yeshua himself, needed to be 30 years old. You see, nobody could enter into the ministry until they were 30 years of age. And we've got these kids out there pushing. And, and they're kids. You know, they're a man one minute and they're a kid the next minute. They're a man on this minute and then they err like a child. Amen? Because they can't bring every thought into subjection because they cannot control their emotions or the lust of the f flesh or the pride of life. You see, they're too inexperienced to know how to do these things. But they have the zeal, but not according to knowledge. Amen. So now, let me uh, let me go to First um, Timothy chapter three. First Timothy chapter three and verse three in reading. And again, you might say, "Well, I'm cherry picking some verses." I could be because we're talking about deacons and all of these things, uh, bishops. And it, uh, but I'm talking about people who have this zeal, but not according to knowledge. It says, not given to wine, no striker, not greedy of filthy lucre, but patient, not a brawler, not covetous. Wow. You see, and this hit me right square between the eyes because uh, I wasn't given to wine. But uh, now I would strike on you. Amen. I wasn't greedy of filthy lucre, but I was not patient. Amen. I was not patient. And I would brawl. Man, I just, I loved a, a, a good fight. Uh, uh, you know, I kind of kind of pictured myself with Tennessee Ernie Ford there. I, I, I didn't mind throwing the right and the left and, you know, maybe it'd get you, maybe not. And not covetous. Now, I did covet. I did covet others who were doing well. I did covet what they were doing. I did. And that's wrong, see? But that's the era of youth that's not been instructed correctly. And then here, he's one, one that ruleth well his own house, having his children in subjection with all gravity. And I feel like I might have passed on that one. I, I believe my children were were taught correctly and behaved correctly. And, and um, you know, now you might ask them, that they might tell you, I've done them all wrong. You, you know, I mean, that's kind of how they see it from their perspective. But from mine, I, I believe that I, I ruled my house well. 
And then it says, For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? So, you know, even though I failed a lot, I got a part of it right. Now, here's the, here's the thing. This man of God should not be a novice. Lest being lifted up with pride, he fall into the condemnation of the devil. And here we are. We have put more novices into the ministries and, you know, the teachers and the Sunday school and, and those that preach revivals. We have put more people into these positions that were a novice, a beginner, one who had no knowledge. Amen. And so they're lifted up with pride and he fall into condemnation of the devil. See, and that's where we are. A novice being lifted up with pride, but until I fail, that you're going to fail when you're lifted up with that pride. Because I'm going to tell you, you're not going to do anything with that 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 self-willing pride, lusting of the flesh spirit. Amen. And now here we go. It says verse seven. Moreover, he must have a good report. Of them that are without, in other words, the people that's not in the church. I mean, you know, you might have you might have a good report uh, 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 throughout your denomination, throughout many states. Boy, you might have a great report, but what about those people you deal with every day, every day, every day? What about their report from them? How do we treat them? Are we compassionate to them? Are we understanding with them? Do we show love? Do we show earnest perspective for their viewpoints, for their 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 well-being? Do we visit them when they're sick? Now, now not the church. Every, no, everybody does that. It's those that are not in the church. The, the, the homeless man on the corner, you give him money. Do you give him money as the, the Holy Spirit instructs you to do? Or do you try to discipline his life and tell him how to spend the or or look I I got I'll I'll do this but you got to come with me I'm not going to give you the money well now look did God tell you to do all of this or did He tell you to give him the money, Amen? And when the money's left your fingers, you obeyed God. It's not in your court anymore to decide how that money is to be spent and what's to be done with it, Amen? And a lot of people don't like that, but I'm telling you. It ain't a gift. It's not a sacrifice as long as you got your stinky fingers in it. Amen? Now, moreover, he must have a good report of them that are without, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. So here we've got these. uh, We got the condemnation of the devil. Now we got the snare of the devil. And and why? Because uh, we don't have a good report, you see? With those people who we do business with every day, now it might be, it might be that we owe somebody some money. You know, maybe we went to the auto parts store, you know, and we were too poor to buy a starter, you know, and uh, we talked that person into letting us have a a start a, a starter, and I'll pay you on Monday because uh, I'll have some money on Monday, and then Monday gets here, and you don't pay him. And the man sees you coming throughout town, and he's like, well, there's that thief, that that uh, self-righteous, church-going thief. See? We don't have a good report with those that are without in that condition right there. Not at all. And and, and I just got to say, 
I can I see a lot of uh, 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 denominations where there's a lot of people that owe money to many others and they'll never pay it. They'll never pay it, friend. I just got to tell you, God never told you to go make a debt that you couldn't pay. Now you might need to work it out. There might be some ways you need to work it out, but He never told you to lie, and that's what you're doing. You're deceiving someone to get what you want, but you'll never pay. And then people will hate you forever. And what else is going to happen? You get to judgment day, they're going to be there pointing their fingers at you. And somehow, some way, you think your name's written in that Lamb's Book of Life. And you have these accusers pointing their fingers at you. And it might be a whole different story than what you thought it might be. Amen? So, folks... I just got to tell you, we have got to learn how to walk a good line and do the right thing all the time. Do the right thing all the time. But how do we, we need the knowledge? Where's the knowledge? The knowledge is in the scriptures. The scriptures tells us how to live. The scriptures tells us how to be. The scriptures tells us how to obey the commandments. Everything we need to know is in the scriptures, and we need to dig it out for ourselves. Not take the word of some denomination uh, or Bible study group or, you know, I just got to say this too. I'm closing. I'm trying to close. But the worst thing you can ever do is buy a Bible that's filled up with commentary. You will wind up reading the commentary and making comments on the commentary more than you will on the scripture. Get rid of that. Get you a simple Bible with Strong's Concordance on it, and a cross-reference. Amen? And nothing else do you need as far as studying the Word of God goes. Amen? So let us learn to be diligent. Let us learn to be faithful. Let us learn to receive to buy this truth and wisdom and understanding and instruction. Let us learn how to do these things so that we might be the man of God, and the woman of God that we're supposed to be. Amen. God bless you. Love you. Hope you got a little something out of this. Amen.